0: Welcome to the 1.7 podcast, the place where creatives get to speak the truth about ourselves, our art, and our place in the world. What's up, everyone? We are here again for 1.7. I'm super excited. I've known this brother for a long time. His father has been a monster in the faith and in the community. And now this brother here is just tearing up comedy in Minneapolis. He's traveling all around the world. He's doing it from the inside. Mr. Juice Sutton in the house, y'all. All All right, so here's what's going on. My brother Juice, listen very carefully. This brother brings a home-style, energetic, clean... Right, type of comedy to the table. He likes to bring positive comedy to the stage and flip real life issues and problems into something people can laugh about. I dig that. He also brings a different angle to comedy by integrating musical performances with his jokes. And here's the thing what makes his comedy stand out is that he loves to leave his audience with a positive message, right? Comedy with a purpose. His set will leave you encouraged, empowered, and most importantly, laughing. He's got some big gigs. Don't be hating. This brother's got some big gigs right now. He currently works as the game host for the Minnesota Wild. If you don't know what it is, that's the National Hockey League, baby. And also the Minnesota Twins. That's Major League Baseball, ladies and gentlemen. My brother Juice. Yes, yes. What's going on, Ryan? Appreciate you having me in. Thanks. Thank you for the for the bio. That was crazy, man. I am so excited, bro. I'm set. I'm excited, and I'm honored, bro. I'm honored. Like I said before, man, your dad it was just a mentor to me. I remember just going meeting with him, sitting down, saying, "Brother Joe, what do you think about this?" He's like, "Nah, you wrong. You wrong. You gotta go do your laps." yeah very direct brother very direct brother you know so you know him you know him i mean you know so now the fact he's real man there's there's no other way so now the fact that i see you doing it bro uh, and you're doing it from the inside you know sometimes we have a dream and we're working the dream from the outside you know you're working the dream from the inside so first off congratulations bro When you're on there, it's such a blessing. I don't know if you knew this, know this, but it's a blessing to just see you up there. Oh man, it's Joey working it from the inside. So there we go. So here's a question. I remember seeing you on uh Facebook a lot of times, doing Mm. little jokes and stuff, little skits, you know, like basketball and stuff. What gave you the spark, brother? What's
1: what sparked this? Um, I don't know. It was really it was kinda like from a high school thing. Well, watching further back like middle school um you know i was typical class clown always trying to be funny and you know i was challenged to try stand-up comedy and you know i grew up watching def jam Def comedy jam and martin lawrence was like a big inspiration to me as far as like from the hosting perspective i am just like man the way that he can just control the audience and master an audience and like have people laugh at all the time because i love to make people laugh like at my own expense, whether I got in trouble or not. I was like, I I just want to make people smile. (laughs) I just want to make people laugh. I got plenty of whoopings over it, but I was like, it's worth it. You know, (laughs) but really what put it over the end for me was like when I got to college and, um, you know, I'm, you know, I mastered or I majored in uh, media communication. So I was like, I want to be like a sportscaster, you know, like I want to work in sports. Where'd you go? Uh, um, So I ended up graduating from University of Northwestern. So I went to KU for a year and graduated from University of Northwestern in St. Paul. Um, but, like, it was in college when I started to fall in love with comedy. You know, like, I just was, like, you know, hosting different events. You know, like, I hosted their big variety show, which is, like, a big talent show. Um, and I did that, like, two years in a row. I'm like, man, the way that I can – and, like, for me, I was like, I can make white people and black people laugh. And I was like, that's very rare. And I was like, okay, this got to be something. <laughs> I was like, if I can make – I was like, if I can make white people laugh with no real white people experience, they just like, I just, the comedy just comes to me. I was like, this has to be a gift that I, like, I can't just, I just can't let this sit to the side. And so, um, started doing comedy clubs and, um, I would literally catch the mega bus to like Chicago, to Atlanta, to, um, uh, Los Angeles to like practice rooms. Like, w- literally my senior year, my junior and senior year of college, I was like literally just taking the mega bus to Greyhound. Cause i couldn't afford a plane ticket i was like I, you know 50 dollars is easy you know but 200 i was like i'm you know i'm, I'm eating noodles like I'm, I'm trying to make it but i'm like I, this is also something that i have a passion for um mm-hmm. and i just kept working it and kept working it and god has just gave me a vision of like saying you know i want you to do like clean christian comedy and you know a lot of people are like, oh, you know there ain't no money in that like you, you're not gonna make no money in that that's a really small market I'm just like, well, this is kind of what he's telling me to do. So, and like for me, I never, I never really cussed in my comedy MVP to begin with, because I was just scared of my dad. I was terrified of my dad. I was like, if I always wanted him, because he was like, you should do comedy. I'm like, if he comes to a show and hear me it's raps. He might just end me right on the spot. So I was like, I'm a, you know, I do clean comedy out of fear. But then it became purpose, and so um, I just continued to work it. Um, and then it just was like working out for me, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just a lot of opportunities were opening up. Um, you know, I've had a good job coming out of college, uh, working with the, the Vikings and working at us bank stadium, right. When it had opened, the Lord had told me like, like, Oh, I can't really, I can't really bless you the way you want to when you hold on to this other job. And I'm like, am like, what do you mean? Hold on. I'm like, I'm tithing. You know what I'm saying? Like it's good times too. Every week is good times. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you want me to give all of that away? But like, I knew deep down, like, I didn't want to be in that position forever. Like, I it got to a point where I was low key feeling burnt out as far as just working. So I just, you know, took the leap of faith. I thought, okay, if God wants me to do comedy, I gotta move to LA. So I moved to LA. That didn't work out. I was back in like eight months. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, when did it, you you when know did it, out there? That was 2017. Yeah. So 2017, I had it out there, i um, not gonna say it was a good opportunity like there was some stuff that that helped out, you know, I had the opportunity to be on some pilots that never worked out, but I learned a lot of experience, but it just wasn't my time there because I didn't know who juice was as a person, you know, I don't know what that is, but <laughs> they just hit me with the fireworks.
0: Um, yeah, I don't know what that is. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> that was cool though. That was perfect timing though. Yeah, cool. yeah. Did you did you
0: catch up with uh, what's his name, man? Uh, the 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 rapper turned actor from Minneapolis I can't remember the guy's name. Courtney. Did you hit connect Courtney.
1: with Courtney over there? No, I didn't. I was kind of like I was in a, like a smaller. I was like in a comedic cycle, like a circle. Um, so when I first moved out there, it was just like <laughs> it was like three, it was like four of us living in a one bedroom. Like that's we <laughs> like kind of a grinding. Grinding. And so, you know, the guy told me he, he told me to move back to Minneapolis. That's you know, um my dad was also sick at the time too. So um it was just a lot of things that came in. But while I was here I was able to, you know, exercise that muscle and start to create who I wanted to be as a comic. And you know, it was people like Pierre Douglas, um uh Bruce and uh, those guys who like opened up doors uh, Elliot that like created shows for us to be able to perform at and for me to be able to work my, you know, muscles and stuff. Cause like the Minneapolis comedy scene is kind of like the comedy clubs are kind of one of those, you know, you got to know people to get in there. And then it's like, yeah. you don't know people. It's a little harder to navigate. Um, and I'm one of the type of people that I'm like, I don't like, I don't let people control my purpose. Like I don't let, you know, cause you know, there was a time where I went to Acme eight weeks in a row Never got on stage, but that never discouraged me because God had already showed me a vision of what I was supposed to do. Yeah. So I went the other route. So I'm passing out flyers and business cards that I created for eight bucks at all the all the events, the outdoor events over north or in St. Paul, um just passing stuff out. Hey, I'm a comic. I can do five minutes at your event for free. You know, they're like, oh, comedian five minutes for free. I'm like, you suck. Oh, it's only five minutes. You know. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah, like, yeah. Like, so I started building. I started building connections through the community and not the comedy clubs. So then I started doing churches. Um, and after that, I was like, you know, hey, you are a pastor, you know, other pastors that, you know, that want to comment, let them know this is my business card. I created a terrible, terrible website, but it was still a website. So it looked a mm-hmm. little professional mm-hmm. in my eyes. When I look mm-hmm. back, I'm like, yeah, this was tragic. But, you know, I was just working those kinks. And then I got to know people like Shed G um who like who's actually a christian comic and does it for real and he Mm -hmm. took me under his wing showed me some ropes you know told me how to tighten up my website showed me how to talk you know talk business with churches when coming to trying to perform and then Adrian uh washington um he lives in st cloud but he travels the country travels the world probably one of the funniest comics um that i know personally he taught me a lot about like contracts and different things like that so i started to learn professionalism my dad always taught me like you need to hang around people to like who do what you want to do, not are what you're doing. So I'm like, they're at a level where I want to be at. So I'm like, I'm gonna hang around them. I'm gonna pick their brains. I'm gonna learn what they mm-hmm. do. Um, and then I had a big opportunity through Reg Chapman, um, uh, to open up for Dave Chappelle in 2015 at First half. And so oh,
0: wait, I hold up, to hold yeah. up, man, hold up, man, <laughs> hold up, man. hold up, man, hold up, man. Let me get this straight, bro. So that first Dave Chappelle show in yeah. first half was 2017. It was, well, this was, yeah, yeah, 2017. And you, you opened for, you got that opportunity to open for Dave. All right. My, it, get... it was either
1: 2017 or 2016. It I know it was 2016 because it was before I left to LA. He, so... Did he
0: turn down that 50, 50 million yet? Yeah. Right.
1: No, he was already, he was already back <laughs> So, like, the thing about Dave is, like, Minneapolis is one of his, like, favorite cities because, you know, he was really close with Prince. And so um, I he this was the day he did, I think it was five shows a day for six days at first half. I don't know if you remember that. I remember that, tickets, man. Yeah, all the tickets had sold out in, like, 30 minutes. And he was doing five, five shows, shows a, a day. day. Six days, like Monday through Friday. So I only did the Wednesday show. I only did two shows on a Wednesday just because, you know, usually Dave doesn't really let people outside his circle, but my mentor had called in a favor. and So I was able to, you know, do what I did. And, you know, I did pretty well. It wasn't like the best set ever, but he gave me the best advice. Um, and he was basically met was him. telling me, he was like, yeah, I got to meet him. I got to meet him smokes a lot of cigarettes but that's something completely different. <laughs> but, don't we know <laughs> yeah, yeah so I our to called in a favor i got to meet him and uh yeah he just was like telling him he was like just keep working that pen keep working them like keep using their experiences and keep it real and he's like never never let anyone shape you as a comic you do the shaping and mm-hmm. from that moment i was like okay who do i want to be as a comic you know i'm like i do want i want to be a clean comic for sure I'm a Christian, so I'm the and by all means, my faith is always going to shine, and no matter what I do, and so I do a lot of shows with a lot of different people, um, and most of the and some a lot of those shows, people are cussing in them, but I'm not, you know, and so it's just one of those things where I've been, you know, I've been tested to be like, oh, you know, you could, you know, you're in a, you could say a couple words, and this audience will never know, like because everybody else is doing it, but I'm like, that's not who I am. Like, my mm-hmm. brand is a part of me, and it's like, you know, I got to stay true to who I am, and God's continue to bless me because I've stayed true to who I am. Like, um, I got to do shows with Kevin on stage and Tony Baker. I got to do their uh, their tour um, in 2018 and 2019, so that was, that was a blessing, and then obviously COVID hit, so now it's like, it feels like I'm resetting all over again, like, mm-hmm. you know, starting to grind all over, and I love it. Because I was like, man, I'm starting to get a little comfortable because everything was just smooth. Like, everything was coming Deep. to me. I'm traveling all over cities mm-hmm. I'd never heard of. Like, I was doing shows in New Mexico and, like, all of this other stuff. And it was, like, a blast because I'm enjoying what I'm doing. I'm meeting new didn't people. You,
0: didn't you go, like, overseas too? Like, did yeah, you do something?
1: Yeah. And then this past November, so, you know, working with the Twins and with a while, this past November, um, the NHL asked me to uh, be the host for the Global Series games. Um, over in Sweden so that was the first time I'd ever been like overseas overseas you know I've been to the Bahamas and Jamaica on like vacation <laughs> and stuff but I, I, I ain't never went over there over there yeah 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 um, yeah long never, flight and, oh. yeah and so it was like this one was you know I ain't never been on a plane over three hours and 20 minutes and this one was like nine and a half hours and you know i was on a i was on the team plane and like you know they have breakfast and lunch for me and i'm like oh we got slippers i'm like is this normal- i'm like is this normal <laughs> this is you know a kid from the north side. i'm like i don't know they put us in a fancy hotel i'm like oh mm-hmm. my goodness but like it just goes to show like how god can just bless you when you just stay true to to what he's called you to do and you know mm-hmm. there was no blueprint I was just going on faith i didn't know what i was doing sometimes it still feels like i don't know what i'm doing but like mm-hmm. every time i feel like giving up or like feel like man this maybe i should do something else god continues to remind me where i came from and where i am now and then he just opens more doors for me uh mm-hmm. so yeah it's been a, it's been an amazing journey man and it's, it's just getting started like, i'm i feel like i'm not even at my peak yet
0: oh man not even close bro come on man just Get me some of them tickets for when that Netflix special hit, man. Come on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> man,
0: hopefully sooner, hopefully sooner than later, man. Yeah. I just
1: I, just so filled, I just got feel my own special.
0: Yep. I got so I got a question. Yeah. And it's a personal question for me. Um, but maybe some of the listeners too. Um so in the work of comedy, yeah. you know, like in acting. There are different types of actors, right? And one of the actor types would be called method actor, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Are there different types of comics with regards to how uh, uh, comedians prepare and yeah. present?
1: Yeah, there's it's a multitude of categories. Um, like the sub base of it is like there's comics who can write, there's comics who can perform, and then there's comics who can do both, you know? There's a lot of comics, you know, you know, the whole Cat Williams thing kind of blew up the the eyes of what that looks like. But there are some comics who are really good writers, Mm -hmm. but they just they just don't have any stage presence. Or there's comics who are really good performers, like they can perform Mm -hmm. really well, stage presence really well. But the jokes don't always hit because they don't know how to create a setup or a punchline. And then you got the people that can can do both. And so I think with a lot of people, it's. It depends on who you are. I kind of find myself as somebody who can do both. Like I've written for people, um, and I also write myself and perform. And so I think when you when you kinda of break it down, it's like what do you what do you want to do? Like some people do real world stuff. They take what's going on in the world today and they can mm-hmm. make it into a joke. You know, guys like Dave Chappelle or there's people that can talk about stuff that's happened in the past or stuff stuff that happened in their life and form it in the world today. And so it's different levels of like different types of comics that you, you know, whatever you find is funny. Like some people only like talking about movies, you know, Mm -hmm. or some people are internet funny where they can get in front of a camera and be hilarious. But then when they get on stage, it's like, I'm not really a stage comic. I'm a strictly internet comic. Mm -hmm. I can create a script for a skit, but I'm like, I don't want to like, I know I got a lot of friends that I'd be like, Oh, you should try comedy. They're like, ah, no, I'll just stick to the skits. That's it. I don't really want to get a thing that's with a microphone. That's his own
0: thing. The skits is his own world now. Yeah,
1: it is. It is. It's created a lot of opportunities for
0: a lot of people. So me included. hmm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's um that's interesting because I think most people like me who like enjoy comedy, we mm-hmm. don't really know what we're watching. Yeah. Right? We're just wrapped into an emotion. You know, yeah. and our belly's hurting afterwards, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't know. Like, I mean, you just educated me about the writers. Well, we know that Dave Chappelle had writers, but I never perceived that the writers had to be comics in themselves mm-hmm. to to have a perception of what's funny in the first place. It's right? you know The saying, same thing.
1: Same thing with writers with movies too. It's like you mm-hmm. know, these writers aren't action heroes in real life, but they have a they have a per, they have a perception of what an action hero looks like, and mm-hmm. so there's a lot of comics who are comics up here mm-hmm. but just not comics on stage mm-hmm. and they're okay with that they're like i don't i I don't want to perform on stage but i, mm-hmm. I can sell jokes and that's that's the beauty of like working in comedy is there's so many different avenues where it's like you know you're funny but you can write the funny or i know i can perform funny but mm-hmm. i just need somebody to inspire me and write it for me mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. i can portray it you know and so it's different levels of it um but like Dave is one of those perfect examples of he's both. Like he, he's a writer and a performer. Like Cat Williams, writer and performer. Martin Lawrence, mm-hmm. writer and performer. Kevin Hart, mm-hmm. writer and performer. And so it's mm-hmm. like there's a lot of examples of both. But a lot of times the only thing is writers don't get the limelight that they deserve. You know, like you'll never get credit for that joke, but you know you you know that's your joke, and you'll probably get like some type of residuals or some type of money for for the mm-hmm. joke as well. So. Mm-hmm.
0: So I've got to, I have another question for you. And uh, so as a, a filmmaker uh-huh. and someone who will look at films all the time in the writing of it, you see the director in what they write. They're almost like they're, they're putting into the movie what people are thinking. I'll give you an example. Uh-huh. Um, uh Avengers uh i don't know it wasn't end game the movie before that but lo and behold uh, infinity wars infinity yeah. war right you've seen it right so yeah. infinity war the heroes are getting beaten them of course they're losing because we got too much there in wakanda they're losing and then thor shows up right thor shows up with stormbreaker and mm-hmm. david banner who was in the Hullbuster suit comes out and he says ha You're so screwed now. Yeah. And then Thor just releases a massive show of power. And as you're Mm -hmm. looking at it, my son was looking at it. And my son said, you know what? They did that. their dad. They could have not have that. They could have just had Thor. But it was a setup for what the audience was Mm -hmm. feeling. The audience was probably saying, oh, you're so screwed now. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, as a yeah. comic, are you are you pulling on that whole neuroscience of the emotion of the people? Are you leading them somewhere for the joke to land? Of course,
1: yeah. Comedy is is an art form, and like a lot of people will say, comedy is like the last, like, authentic raw art form where you can tell the truth and like do it in a way that's funny enough that nobody can get offended, but it's it's hilarious, and I think especially I'm a storyteller. So like a lot of my comedy is storytelling. I lead people on a journey, you know, and that's that also comes from the writing portion because, you know, I, I had a film major before I switched to media communication. So I, I understand the art of telling a story. And the biggest thing about my comedy is I always like to lead somebody one way and they think this is going we're going that way, but I my punchline is way over here. And it's like, oh, why <laughs> that's hilarious. I didn't see that coming. You know, mm-hmm. and so every comic loves to like when you're especially when you're doing a special, every story, like every special is a journey. You're you're taking a journey, like for instance, like a special that I'm um, releasing on March first is a journey mm-hmm. of my life and my relationship with my dad and the funny things that we've encountered. Um, it's also a journey of you know me going overseas for the first time so it's like mm-hmm. every every joke has its own journey of where we're taking the audience to and like for people who are storytellers or we can't be visual learners like film so we have to use it with our words so we're trying to paint a picture in your mind of what exactly we're trying to have you see and then mm-hmm. the more people can visualize that the easier it is to laugh at the punch lines and so yeah i think Every comic when writing a joke wants to take you on a journey. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, that's powerful, man. That's, um, yeah, that's power right there. And it's, it's, yeah. you don't, roll, you, you don't roll out of bed and get,
1: there. oh yeah, no,
0: you it, have to a, a lot of,
1: there's a lot of crumpled yeah. papers. There's a lot of crumpled yeah. papers, like, nah, that ain't it, that ain't it, you know?
0: So, you know, one of the reasons that we do this podcast to, is to speak to like some of the younger generation, some of the younger artists. Yeah. Right. Um. Biggest thing for younger artists is to hear, wait, you got to wait your turn, right? You come from a town, your town had two comics, you're the third one, but they can only spend $200 a year on comics and you got two already, (laughs) right? (laughs) So what would you say to young comics that are coming up that are a bit impatient? You know, it seems like you, you took your grind, man, you, you had a vision, you did what you need to do right mm-hmm. in order and then it paid you off it was no guarantee that it was going to pay off but you followed cool. your dream what would you say to to some young comics that's coming up in terms of how they need to hang in there um
1: i would first say find your niche like what what it is or who you want to be find your why that's that's the most important thing i think a lot of people are unsuccessful because they don't know what success looks like to them They know what success looks like to somebody else, but they don't know what success looks like to them. Like, for me, I can look at myself and somebody can look at me and be like, wow, he's successful. He's doing it. And I'm like, I'm not even close to as successful as I want to be, you know. And that's my perspective. But also, at the end of the day, my why is I want to bring joy to the world one laugh at a time. So now, because that's my why, no matter if there's four people on the stage or 4,000, I am successful. You know, you don't want to waste success based off money. And we live in a time now where people are living for instant gratification. That's not going to work in the entertainment world because it takes time. And it's like, once you find your niche, then work on it. Continue to work on it. If you're consistent enough, and you know, every comic will tell you nobody's an overnight success. People are thinking like, oh, he just came out the blue or she just came out the blue. They've probably been doing this for a long time. Nobody's ever just came out and just was going crazy you know, and unless they sold, they sold to the devil.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: But it's like, but it's like, you know, you have to be consistent. You have to be patient and you have to, you have to really love what you do. Cause there's going to be a lot of times where the work that you're putting in doesn't seem like you're getting the reward, but that's why you have to know your why, like, are you doing this to bring joy to other people? Or are you doing this to chase a check? Cause if you're doing it to chase a check nine times out of 10, you're going to end up bowing out before things get hard and also know the moment you decide to give up that, that transformation could be right around the corner like for me there's been plenty of times you know i'm doing a lot of things right now but there's been plenty of times where i wake up and i'll be like i don't know how i'm gonna pay these bills this week <laughs> you know what i'm saying i don't know how it's gonna get done but my why is i'm trusting god to provide for me, because I'm doing what he's called me to do, and he's mm-hmm. never he's never failed me. And so, if you are a believer, then that should be your number one thing: is knowing that mm-hmm. if this is what God called me to do, He's never going to let me be unsuccessful. If you're not a believer, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, <laughs> 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 I don't know what to tell you.
0: Uh, yeah. you just keep you trying. Gotta, and keep working. You got to figure it out. You got to find you, you gotta a way. It out. So there's always been a higher why. I, I think. Um, from just chatting with you here, even back at from Northwestern, there was a vision, right? Yeah. There's a vision and you tried it. And I think, um, you know, your your dad fanned that fire, give you the faith to believe yeah. in yourself. So people need to be around people that can believe mm-hmm. in them. Um, one of the things I also took is that once you get some faith, you get people around you and you got some wheels and you're going, right? It still means that you go have to go find people doing what you're trying to do at a next level, at a higher level. And then those people showed up at the right time, right? And then yeah. those people started to give you some breaks. Uh-huh. It was a long, it was a long journey. And one thing led to another thing. And then you're getting slippers on flights. And I mean <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, it's it's, it's just about the consistency and like Mm -hmm. building genuine relationships. That's like my thing is like building genuine relationships with people. And it's not just like, how can this person help me? But it's like, how can I help you? You know, a lot of these people who are, you know, like we always hear, oh, always be the smartest person in the room. That's not me. I don't want to be the smartest person in the room because I'm trying to learn from the smartest people in the room. So if I'm smarter than everybody in the room, I need to move to another room. Because i am we're also trying to eat, elevate. But at the same time, you also want to pull people with you. Like You can ask anybody in the comedy world. Any game that I learn from people, I give away for free. I tell people the blueprint and how I did it. Because I know, I'm like, God got me. And I've been around the world. I can literally say that now. I've been around the world. And there's more than enough out there for everybody to be successful. So I'm like, I'm not going to block somebody from gaining, from going into their purpose, because you never know, God could be using you to elevate that person up as well, but it's like, once you stop that, now it's like, oh, I feel like part of me loses my blessing when I'm being selfish and trying to keep it to myself, and so, like, I give game away for free. Um, thank you for the fireworks. I appreciate that. Uh, I think <laughs> it's when I throw my hands up. I think that's what it is. But yeah, it's just like you always want to bring people up with you. Like it's mm-hmm. you want to go to the top, but it's lonely at the top. Or if if you're not helping other people come to the top with you, and Absolutely. so yeah, I'm I'm always learning, but I'm also teaching at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so I think mm-hmm. that's another reason why God has blessed me with so much is because I'm I'm not hesitant. Like people would be like, oh, I was just talking to a comic uh this morning. They were like how much would you ca- charge me to like teach me how to do this i'm like nothing I, I was like i i always give game away for free because mm-hmm. people gave game to me you know what i'm saying like so they didn't charge me and there's people who tried but i was like no I'm, I'm gonna go the other way i'm gonna just figure it out <laughs> i ain't got that i ain't got that much money so i'm gonna just figure it out mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Uh, i think it's thumbs up that's what it is that's thumbs up but yeah so i i think i think that's that's a big portion is is surround yourself with people that can educate you and teach you on where you want to go, but also be able to teach others that want to go, that want to be on the same level as you that's coming up and trying to be on the same level as you. So that's kind of how I'm maneuvering. That's how I do it.
0: Yeah. That's fantastic, man. I think too, that, you know, we came from a certain place where we know that whatever we are is because of other people. Mm-hmm. Right. So people are always stepping in, intervening, Right to yeah. give us the resilience that we needed to get to where we needed to come to. So we see the world in those opportunities because we know mm-hmm. that whatever we have is because it's a collective of other people. Um, a lot of people don't think like that, bro. A lot of people yeah. that's you know they they kind of always had and you know nobody never had to give them anything because they always had. Right. Yeah. But we're we're from a different place. I I like where we're from uh because it brings a lot more value i think to to what the world is and i don't know just you the testimony of your faith uh and your strength and your journey it just it represents something uh i think way more impactful um yeah. than to say that you got a hook up and you bought your way in you see yeah. what i'm saying you, it builds yeah. a certain level of strength yeah you know so, so brother, man, listen, I'm so blessed and inspired by you coming on. Where can we, where can all, all listeners find you and follow you and support you?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I'm big on Instagram. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at the real juice Sutton. Um, also on my website, uh, the real juice dot com. Uh, me and my wife have a YouTube channel. Um, right now it's kind of like just me. But we, we working on her stuff. We working on her stuff. She yeah, on the yeah. cover. She on the cover. You know what I'm saying? She yeah, on yeah, the yeah. Cover. We got yeah. some things together. You yeah. She's picking two of his days. She wants to be on camera. So um, it's just mm-hmm. Clown Squad Entertainment. is the YouTube channel. Um, I got my my first special that I self, self-financed and self and um, self-produced myself. Uh, will be on Pact House Live, which is an independent um, live streaming platform. Um, so March 1st, it'll be on pacthouselive.com. Um, and it's a donation based, um, so it's just pay pay what you can, pay what you want. Because I don't want to, I don't want money to stop people from from enjoying the laughs. Uh, it was a really good time. Sold out the Capri Theater, so that was dope. Because that was the first place, that was the first place I ever did uh, stand up comedy at. It was an open mic that Pierre had put on, um, so I felt it was only right to to go back there and do it. And it's uh, you know when I when you talk about comedy with a purpose, uh, we're talking about fatherhood. Um, you know my daughter is 1 years old so i've i've been a father for a year it's been it'll be 3 years that my dad passed on march 1st so i'm doing it on march 1st as a remembrance to him but just kind of reflecting on you know the the teachings and the funny stories that i have with my father and how that has translated to me being a father now and just how important fatherhood is in in mm. this generation we live in a time now where you know fathers are kind of put on the back burner it's not we're not good fathers are not getting the light shined on them, but less fatherlessness is being shined on more, so I kind of wanted to attack that, but from a comedy perspective um mm-hmm. and let people know there are good fathers out there, there are people that want to be in their children's lives um and it's a funny funny you know funny time i i, I did an hour and a half it was unexpected I did an hour and a half, but it's it's a good hour and a half. Good, it's a good hour Ooh, and a half. It is, it is, yeah. So, you know, it's uh yeah. the trailer will be dropping in a couple weeks. Um, and then, yeah, man, so that's that's my biggest project right now. Um, and then if you're ever at a twins game or a wild game, that's where you'll find me at every time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm run out in the field. Hey, we had, we had. <laughs> I don't know how well that'll go over, but <laughs> yeah, 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 I'll be streaking out there.
0: Yeah. I got to see. You have got to call me out today. He called yeah, me out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, You'll go viral. The podcast will be on another level. <laughs> <you real quick. laughs> I got somebody to paint like 1.7 on my back there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll go viral yeah. for sure. All right, brother. Man, I appreciate you coming by, man. So I, yeah, I man. thank you. Um, what we're going to do is that we're going to end the podcast and then I'll have you hang for a little bit. Go ahead and give me your Instagram one more time.
1: Yes. uh, At The Real Juice Sutton. That's my Instagram.
0: That's what's up. And also remember to follow us at The 1.7 Podcast. Thank you. The Real Juice is in the house. See you guys next week.